two, one. Ciao, we're live. Hey, Lightning McQueen. Hi. What What's up, up baby? Nothing high. Nothing high. I'm uh, I'm here to talk to you about pop punk music. Oh, that's wonderful. That's what I came here for. I ca- I came here to talk to everyone about Herbalife. What? Have you heard about Herbalife? No. Me either. So tell me, how's Herbalife? I, I don't know. You sound All right. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so this technically is episode 130 of the Empty Space podcast. And I say that because next week when you hear the next episode, you might be a little confused. We went back in time. Yes, exactly. Um, But yeah, we got the finale here of something. Yep, the finale of 21st Century Breakdown, the third and final installment. Usually we do two, but this one we decided to do three because it's a lot. And we were just talking about uh, what's to come because we've been doing, you know, Blink, Green Day, Blink, Green Day. And obviously Blink only has nine left, the album. Um, so you'll probably be hearing us instead of doing, and Green Day has like a million. You'll probably be hearing us doing um, albums such as like Angels and Airwaves or Plus 44 as fillers for that Blink spot. Uh, still keeping it Blink-esque. So if you're wondering where our heads are at as far as what's that next for the Blink side, that's what we're going to do uh, as far as Green Day. We have lots to go through yeah yeah and they're supposedly coming out with a new one at the beginning of next year so we're just gonna keep on rolling yep and then yeah so Uh, we got that coming um stevie leaves for vacation in two days yeah it'll be yeah yeah this the day this comes out i'll be leaving the next morning so i'll be up fun in New Hampshire. That's gonna be nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Nice little getaway for you. Yeah. What are you, What are you gonna be up to this week? Yeah. Well, the next week coming up while I'm gone. Um, I don't know. I don't really know. I don't have much going on because we okay. already have a pod. We already have a podcast ready, so I don't yep. have to do that. So, I don't know. Just hanging out, probably. Getting, getting ready for the wedding and shit like that, I'm guessing. Yeah, you're officially um, pretty much one month away, man. Yeah. Uh, Almost there. Yeah, five weeks. Crazy. Yes, it is happening fast. It's happening fast, my friend. Everything all set? Yeah, just got to pay the piper now. And yep. then that's it. Nice. And we're good. Yeah. Nice. So how was your fourth? Oh, man. I was down in Plymouth in a truck, food truck, working. It was a shit show. Yeah, I bet. Absolute shit show. Um, Yesterday must not have been too bad, though, with the rain. Nobody. Nobody. So it wasn't Literally. It just hung so, out there? Yeah, so basically it downpoured in Plymouth, like downpoured and thundered and lightning all day. Um. So originally it was supposed to be two food trucks and eight people. I was the second food truck with four people. I get there and my boss is like, yeah, send everybody home. And you and this kid, Ryan, you're just going to stay. So one truck ended up being there and then just me and this kid, Ryan. But the fucking leak uh, roof was leaking. Oh, um, no. So I was getting absolutely soaked. And we sat there from 2 p.m. until 8 p.m. 
and we finally got some people that came down because it cleared up um for the fireworks for like an hour we got slammed for an hour um but it was a joke they set off the fireworks you couldn't no one could see anything because it was so foggy um but i don't know what people expected because it was foggy and raining all day and then you come down and complain that the firework like it literally looked like when you have the backlight on your tv or like neons under your car that's all it looked like like you couldn't see fireworks Um, yeah i was just laughing i was like yeah and then it took me an hour and a half just to get out of plymouth to the highway i believe it um yes yeah, I was tired, but I survived. I worked the last two days. I did uh, the Weymouth fireworks on the third. That was sick. I got to meet that Todd Angelo. <laughs> that that must was have cool. been dope. So for those who don't know, and we can, uh, the Bruins um, anthem announcer. Hey, wow, that does not make sense. Uh, anthem singer. <laughs> the anthem singer for the Boston Bruins before the games sings the national anthem. Uh, Todd, no he used way. to be it. Yeah. He used to be a, a I don't vendor. Think he used to be. I think he's still. I think nah. he finishes. Oh, he did, he stopped doing that because I nah, know he's like, done. I know at the beginning he used to like go from there back yeah. up to, to start slinging drinks. No, was, yeah. So this guy used to be a vendor. He just sell you. He was the guy that you'd go get popcorn and drinks out of a game. And they found out he could sing when um you know they needed one. Uh, so he took over. And yeah, what Batch was saying, he just do that, then go to like sling drinks all night and stuff. Uh. But I got to see him. I jumped out of the truck. He was the kindest dude. And mm. uh, he's like, yeah, I just get booked all the time now. I'm just, that's all I do. I was like, oh, so like, what's the plan? Like, he's like, yeah, like the next three days I'm doing this. The next two months I'm booked. Like people just book me for national anthems. And I'm just like, no that's shit. Wild. And he lives up in Fitchburg. Oh, good for him. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no, that was my fourth, man. What about you? I didn't do anything. Yeah. I literally did nothing. I just hung out. And yeah, that's about it. Well, what about your tattoos? I didn't get those on the fourth. I got them on the second. Yeah, those came out nice, dude. I got tattooed. Yeah, ad- I like additions. That. Yeah, that one's cool. This one's cool. You see it? There it is. You got the Santa Derm on it. Yeah, the skin, the fake skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that shit. That's awesome, man. I'm I'm happy, and you got the. The um, uh, Rod Robin, right? Is that what it is for your? I'm guessing. Uh, I know you said for the Cardinal for like all your loved ones you've lost. Was that something yeah. after your grandma passed? You were like, I'm getting that. Uh, it was always a plan. Yeah, but then like two weeks ago, Erica posted on Facebook that she had um openings. She had a couple cancellations, and I was like, now's the time. Yeah, and uh. Yeah, so me and Tori went down there and got tattooed. What did Tori get? I didn't know she got a tattoo. She got um right here. She got on like the outside of her wrist. She got you'll be just fine. Yeah, and then she got Yeah, that's yeah. where it's from. That's funny. And then like on her ankle, she got um a daylily. Oh, nice, dude. That's sick. Yeah. So Nothing not compared to movements, right? Yeah, all movements. <laughs> That's sick. Um, so yeah, we uh went and got, and then I got the um. So yeah, I got the cardinal with like a bunch of little flowers around it. Um, it's kind of American traditional, but not. 
it is it's like that new it's called neo traditional so it's like american traditional but with more detail in it so i was like yeah we gotta you know put some detail on this cardinal it can't just be some weird looking bug-eyed thing yeah so yeah and then i got the calling all captains flower was slowly getting better on my forearm to fill that little void there so now all that's left on my forearms is just fill hell yeah dude yeah it um it had been like i think like three or four years since i'd gotten tattooed wow so i definitely felt the pain yeah <laughs> i was like oh god yep i uh i was like oof the the captain's one didn't hurt too bad because it went really quick. It's not much to it. Yeah. But the cardinal, like, oh, I was like, oh, my God. It has a lot of detail and color. Packed yeah. In and like the, you had, she had to do the thick line first and then the thin line after that and then the color after that. And I was like, holy fuck. And then she was like, oh, I forgot. I wanted to put four flowers in there. And I was like, nope, that's fine. We'll go with three. <laughs> I love three. You know, three is a great number. <laughs> yeah, like three is tremendous because like uh, before she used to use the stuff called lidocaine. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Well, there's numbing cream. Yeah. Is that yeah, yeah, that's, about? yeah. Yeah. That's what she used to use. But then I, I got recalled a bunch. Yeah. The stuff she was using got recalled. So she was like, I don't use it anymore. And I was like, that's why I'm in a lot of pain then. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. I've uh, I've only used that one time with Marcel. It's uh, it's quite weird. It is. You can still feel it, but it's not like as yeah. it, it's not as intense. No, dude. I got it when I when I was finishing the bear <laughs> on my uh, inner arm bicep. Uh, it was so bad. Um, and he's like, you, "You want some?" And I was like, "Yeah, let's throw some on." And he threw it on, and I didn't feel a fucking thing, dude. That's good. I I gotta. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll probably get some because that's what's next is like in there. Yeah. That's going to suck. And then the back of that is going to suck. Yeah, and save then... that for last. <laughs> you can, dude. Yeah, so I'm probably just gonna, I'm going to do the fill first, and then I'll probably do the inner bicep, each nice. one, and then the outer one, and then fill that, and then I'll do my chest to get my chest yeah. done. I already have one on there, but I got to cover it up because it's you've seen it. Mm-hmm. It's complete garbage. Um that's why, kids, we don't get tattoos on people's couches. Yeah. We don't do that. Tell my whole leg that. <laughs> well, that's your own. You're, you. I love them. I love them. them, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and, like, other people did cool. some of them, too. But yeah. yeah, but they're cool. Like, mine's yeah. garbage. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, I like yours. It's cute. That thing sucks. <laughs> it's all blown out and fucking, you can't even read it anymore. It's it's terrible. It's all, like, off. Uh... Like the spacing's all fucked up, the lettering's all—it's a fucking mess. Oh yeah, no, I love the wrong. quote. I love the yeah. quote, but it's fucking terrible. Um, so yeah, that was—I got tattooed, and then uh, yeah, we had quite the um, quite the Saturday. Mm, God, I was working, and you just kept going. I was so excited. Every time I'd come to my phone, there would be an update about everybody in the NHL that got traded through free agency. It, it was a frenzy. For it sure, was, dude. Because, like, I started out just being like, oh, I'll send them a few people that the Bruins get. And then, like, shit just started popping off. And I was like, <laughs> I have to tell them everything. And, like, I would just send you, like, little quick, like, Reeves to the Leafs. Copa yep. to the Sens. Kings have no goalie. Bananas. Yep. 
Dude, it made me so happy because, like, literally, I'd get like <laughs> five, ten minutes, and then I'd, it'd be like a fucking ten page list, and then it would be three hours later in another. Like, it was the same thing, but it was keeping me in the loop. But it was, it was funny, man. And it, it's like if I were you in that situation, I would have done the same thing because yeah. it was like they weren't small names. It was just no. like every time right. I read, I was like, no way. <laughs> O'Reilly to Nashville, calling out of the devil. Still nothing on Bert. Goodest to the Ducks. Yep. <laughs> Clifton and Eric Johnson to the Sabers. It was crazy, man. I know. That was, uh, th- there's some. Oh boy, the the whole Bertuzzi thing sucks. Yeah, yeah that's God. that's rough. I think uh, that's why I think Bergeron's coming back now. I think um, the I guess the Bruins offered him five years, five and a half. Hmm. His agent told him to say no that they could get more. And no, he ended up going. Yeah. And then he was like, you know, you don't need five. He's, he wanted him just to do like two or three because yeah. then the cap's going to go up. And he's like, you know, then you'll get then you'll get paid. And then that didn't like so they turned the Bruins down, wanted the test free agency. I guess it was really only the Leafs that had anything to offer him. Jesus One year, Christ. five and a half. Like <laughs> I would fire that agent immediately. Yeah, that's brutal. But. You never know. One year with uh, with Matthews and Mana, he might get yeah, he might get paid next year. Yeah, but you never know. No, um, I'm trying to look. Orlov to Carolina was crazy. Yeah, he got a big payday. Yeah, almost eight million. That's wild. Yep. Uh, Duchesne to Dallas was crazy. Yeah, short money there. I would have liked to see the Bruins in on that. I wanted mm-hmm. them to try and get Patcheretti too. Yeah, Pat, you're ready for two millions of fucking. Ooh, that's a makes, steal. Yeah, he makes that second line mm-hmm. really, really like, especially if they bring Bergeron and Krejci back. I think Krejci's done, dude. I think he is too. I think Bergeron's coming back, but yeah, I, I don't know because then they said Lucic can't. Spoiler alert: Lucic is back. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they said that Lucic basically came back because of Krejci and Bergeron. Yeah, I don't know. So, I think. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's my gut be... saying Bergeron's in, Krejci's out. I, I mean, if Krejci stays, cool, but that's just yeah. my thought. With all the trades they got or guys they inquired. Um, yeah. I mean, Shattenkirk was a good replacement for. Yeah. Um, JVR, too. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Getting yeah. him is good. Because yeah. if you could have gotten Pacioretty and get Krejci to come back, your first line is the first line. Mm hmm. And then you'd have Pasta, Krejci, Pacioretty as your second line. And then your third line is JVR, Dickhead, Douchebag, Coyle, <laughs> and then some other Dickhead. And then your fourth yeah. line is just a whoever. But Yeah. What? Nothing we can do about it now. Um, your Kings were are kind of fucked now. Yeah, they still don't have a goalie, right? Uh, they signed Cam Talbot. Oh, okay. So no, they t- <laughs> <laughs> not really, because they lost Aiden Hill, and then yeah, I know. they don't have Quickie anymore. Mm-hmm. So your Kings have a ton of offense, but they have no goaltending. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I guess I know. Who knows? But yeah. That was a crazy day. Saturday was cuckoo. Yeah, that was fun though. That um, was fun. I love that's a, that was oh my god, I love July first. It's my favorite day. Yeah, that was yeah. a good one. It was. That <laughs> was like one of the more wild ones 
It was. I wish I got to watch it. Oh, dude. It was fucking complete chaos. Like, sitting there being like, oh, my God, he's going there? Like, when I saw that, like, Duchesne was going to Dallas, I was like, oh, good Lord. Yeah. (laughs) That might be enough to put, because they have a real. Oh, they did good. They had a good run last year, too. I know. That Otten just fucking good. That goalie's fucking real good, and they have a good defense with Haskinen and, um, a few other ones. Mm-hmm. And now they got, now they add Duchesne to that lineup mm-hmm. with Robertson and Sagan and Ben. Oh, yeah. And uh, Radulov. Oof. Mm-hmm. Get ready for a cup, Dallas. Might put some money on that future. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see. See if I have any shekels to throw on that. I'm just going to put a few on every, every, all 32 teams and see what happens. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> I mean, some of them, some of them, like the Canadians, are twenty thousand to one odds. You put a dollar down, you win twenty thousand bucks. There you go. See, nothing I mean, wrong with fucking that. Fucking hell, right? Jesus I do Christ. it. I do it. Some of them are twenty five thousand. That was like, I guess, I put. I think it was when we were in Vegas. I put a bet on Vegas to win the cup, but yeah. I bet like twenty five cents or something. So I only oh. won fifteen bucks because I stopped gambling <laughs> pretty much as soon as we got back. And then that yeah. random day when they like when they won and like a day later I touched like oh dude I guess I won blah blah yeah I looked it was fifteen dollars I was still I, like I, all right I mean something I um yeah I cashed out my um Florida bet because I bet move. I bet Florida when they beat the Bruins yeah and I put ten bucks in to win two seventy five and then when they made it to the Cup Finals. Uh, before they even started, I could uh, there was the cash out option for one fifteen, so I took it. I was like, yeah. "Fuck it, I'm out of here." And I was like, "I think they're gonna get worked," and they did. Yeah, no, they did. So, they did. yeah, uh, sweet. Yeah, I think real quick, New Jersey. I think is gonna be good too. Yeah, yeah, I they can got see it. now. They got Toffoli, Mister Tyler, one of my yep. favorites, dude. I, I love them on the Kings. Then he went to Calgary. Yep. Yep. And then uh, Colorado, they're another one. They got Miles mm-hmm. Wood now. They're gonna be fucking good too. But yeah, well, enough of the of the NHL talk. Yeah, let's get into uh, news, notes, and new releases. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not a lot this week. <laughs> Not a lot. I just going on. hang on, hang on. You just got me so amped up, and then you were just like. Yeah, no, we don't really have. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot, but some stuff. All right, let's go. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I'll start it out, I guess. Yeah, you telling yeah, me to? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, we got Mess coming in with a new single. Uh, when we are, when we were young. Uh, it's coming out soon. Uh, and they're on tour this July, short and sweet tour. Mest is an old school band. We yes. used to listen to a classic pop punk band. Oh yeah, a little more, you know rowdiness to them yeah a little more rowdiness to a man messed the song i used to love as a child was up on the rooftop listening to punk rock nobody believed us this could be our one shot that dude yeah so good they're they're like the old school with like alistair and like those like late 90s yeah dude pop punk bands like though that's them i can't wait for i'm i'm hyped for that then swifties are gonna get a little fucking, a little punk in them over in Europe. Mm, Paramore, shit. 
this is like the fifth week in a row we've mentioned yeah. Paramore. <laughs> <laughs> Paramore's touring Europe with Taylor Swift. That's, that's cool. gonna be huge for Paramore. That's crazy. That's cool. You know how many people that's gonna introduce like Paramore? Like people are gonna be oh, introduced yeah. to Paramore. Oh my god. That's gonna be so crazy. That's so sick. I didn't know about that until you uh wrote it down here. I was like, wow. So she's yeah. doing fourteen shows with um Taylor Swift's doing fourteen shows with Paramore opening. That's so fucking cool. I know. That's wild. That's gotta be we were talking about it how um their influence was that Paramore. Yeah. For Taylor. Oh, so that's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh then, we keep oh sorry, go ahead. Then like that they're opening for her. Like that's insane. Yeah. Yeah, like what? <laughs> like, like she's probably like, I wish I could open for Paramore. And now yeah. it's like, no, 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 no. You're the big fish. <laughs> yeah. Paramore's dude. just gonna Paramore's gonna get the people going for you now. Oh my god. That's gonna be so oh, that's so sick. Oh, uh, then we got uh we got years down announcing their new single slash cover of Lotus Tennis Court out this week. Yeah, no one's saying the date. They're all just saying mess said soon. Years down says this week. So be on the lookout, I suppose. I don't yeah, right? know what <laughs> I don't know what soon and this week means, but fuck it, we'll go for it. We're in there. Yeah. Um. Then something pretty cool I saw. Uh, the main announced their self-titled album release show at the Fillmore Auditorium with Real Friends and Knuckle Puck. No shit. Yeah, that's going to be a cool little show. That is awesome. Oh, that's August 1st, by the way, too, for you. Oh, we got a date. We got a date. (laughs) For that, yeah, for for the main show, it's August 1st. So that's that's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and then after that, we got an old school band. Uh, Another one. uh, Right, dude? Uh, Taking Back Sunday. Mm. Uh, so last week, about five days ago from the recording date, uh, they released The One. Uh, came out Thursday. Uh, this is an awesome, awesome, awesome song. Yeah. They got a yeah. music video as well. You know oh, me. Oh, yeah. Yep. Of course. Steve. Classic. Have a music video. <laughs> I'm on it. Classic <laughs> Taking Back Sunday. It's cool to see all these old bands coming back. I mean, Jesus Christ, every band, you know, we talk about Paramore, Mest, uh, The Main, Taking Back Sunday. We're there, bro. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and then we're back with another one, some more old school. The (laughs) Offspring announced a brand new podcast that they're going to be doing. Fucking, we don't talk about The Offspring enough. No one talks about The Offspring enough and how I think they're criminally underrated. I fucking, oh God, I love The Offspring. They're so fucking good. Um, They really are. Do you you know the name of this podcast? Uh, I'm looking it up uh, real quick. I don't I don't know what it could be. Maybe just the Offspring podcast? The Offspring podcast. Yeah, I think that's it. You think that's it? Wow, I, I think that's it. it. I should yeah. be the PR yeah. person. Hang on. Legendary SoCal punk rock band The Offspring has launched a brand new podcast. Oh, it's called Time <laughs> Sorry, you got to take that award away. Um, Time to Relax with The Offspring. Oh, that's what it's going to be called. Um, a little bit about uh let's just see so I can give you guys a little background. Uh, the podcast features guitarist Kevin Noodles uh, and singer Brian Dexter, uh, alongside their longtime friend Jason. And uh, video podcast brings friends to the studio to chat, touring life, and everything in between. That's, That's pretty cool, be man. Sick. That's, That's fucking awesome. Cool. Another thing about um, I don't know if we mentioned it or not, but they're going on tour. Um, yes. With with some forty one and um, who else are they going on tour with? Another good name. Simple plan. 
Thank you. Sum 41, Simple Plan, and The Offspring. Uh, and they got a U.S. tour coming soon. Yeah. Um, we announced it next week. We talked about Did it. Did we talk week. about it? Okay. okay. Next week, we talked about it. Yeah. See, we're <laughs> it's so the, weird to say. Yeah. Next week, we talked about that. Um, uh, yeah. But I'll yeah, no, one. that's that's I'll sick. do this one so you can do the last one because the last one's all you. Um, yeah, our friends in Protect Your Heart announced the Gone Forever Tour. A little bit of a weekender. Um, four shows across California. July 27th <clears throat> through the 30th. <clears throat> oh, Jesus, I have a frog in my throat. Excuse me. Um, oh, now I'm punching the mic. Jesus Christ, I'm a mess. Um, July 27th to the 30th. Um, July 27th at Cafe Colonial in Sacramento. July 28th at Brick and Mortar in San Francisco. July 29th, the Viper Room in L.A. L.A. Um, and then July 30th at Winston's in San Diego. So if you're in the area, go check out Protect Your Heart. That should be good. I like how you said L.A. L.A. That made me happy. L.A. Uh, yeah, good shit, man. No, that's pretty cool. They're, they're always good. It's actually funny you say that. Um, My chair's over there, but I had a... um. I had something from them that they gave us a long time ago. Um, but anyways. Um, okay. Last one, not least, um, Blink-182. This is kind of like a, a cool thing. 26 years ago today, uh, they released their music video for Damn It. Which grew to, grew to be one of the most popular hits and popular music videos to date. Uh, kind of stabilized who they are. Um, Damn It yeah. is an obvious... Rep- reputational song for not only the 90s kids but for movies and the radio um absolutely legendary yeah i fucking i love damn it damn it's my favorite blink song yeah you said that that's pretty cool yeah, i love damn cool, it man so that was cool but oh, yeah. that's all that's all we got for our news and notes section and new releases so um i guess we'll get into the breakdown then yeah, I'm curious um, about oh, how I feel about this. Yeah, because you said it was a sandwich, so we started off, yeah, and then we started off, yeah, and now we're gonna be like, not great. Mm, let's see how it goes. <laughs> so I'm gonna, curious how it goes. I'm tell you right now, it's not gonna go great. All right, all right. <laughs> um, you want to lead us off here? Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, what? <laughs> go ahead, lead us off. Alright, we're starting with the first song of the third, final part, uh, is going to be Restless Heart Syndrome. Well, I'm bored. Uh, I'm sleeping. No, um, I, I obviously not a fan, uh, but I do like the message. I do like this, mm, the whole thing yep. about it. So let me tell you about this song a little bit. So uh, singer and chief songwriter Billy Joe Armstrong told Q Magazine back in May 2009, the topic of this mid-tempo rocker is about prescription drug junkies. He explained, quote, it's about pharmaceuticals. A lot of people become junkies if they get the right prescription. In the context of 21st Century Breakdown Story, the song is likely swung with glorious perspective as suggested by several facts. 
Throughout the song, there's a sense of loss and self-loathing. Doesn't sound like Christian, the man with fire and hatred in his heart, as expressed in songs like Christian's Inferno, Peacemaker, and Horseshoes and Hand Grenades. Gloria has been portrayed as a girl with a heavy drug problem in earlier songs like Before the Lobotomy and Viva La Gloria, Little Girl, which connects with the medicine-related lines in the song. Assuming that Gloria is now aware of Christian's idolization of her, she could be using the line, I feel like I've been crucified. To describe the intense and prolonged suffering she's experiencing, but also in order to ironically compare herself to Jesus in Christian's twisted religious sense. Um, I think the topic of it is really cool. I mm-hmm. think the message behind it is really awesome. Uh, it's bringing awareness to something. It's also probably really helpful for people that have either lost family members or friends that have gone through something or are watching them or themselves are going through. I think it's awesome for that. But... Yeah. As a podcast and as an individual, as we're breaking this down, as just listening to the song, I'll preemptance that because this is an important subject. I'm just this song as a song is very boring to me. It just gives me um, sleepy vibes. Uh, I don't know. I just don't. I'm not a big fan. It, it you know it reminds me of Avenged Sevenfold's instrumental, which is cool um, yeah. that they do. Um, just that a a sevenfold type stuff. Uh, but yeah, I I. I I don't know, man. Um, maybe I'm just like biased or something, but I'm just not into it. No, I, I'm with you, man. I mean, uh, I, I don't, I'm not really down with it. Um, I never really was. This is just kind of like, it felt almost just like a filler track. Um, I like the message behind it and everything. Like you said, I think it's really important to talk about. Um, but at the same time, like I, I don't know, it. I, I would rather not hear like a piano ballad from Green Day. I'd rather hear it in like a a cooler. I think a piano ballad wasn't what they should have done. I just didn't like it. Um, I also have from Mike Durant uh, that the songs about government related regulated emotions. You know, in America. We can't get health care, but under government-regulated drugs, we have more commercials on TV for new drugs all the time than just about anything else. You know, on one hand, you're constantly being told you got to be on pills, you got to fix your emotional state of mind, and yet, on the other hand, you might be trying to kill off old nightmares, but you could end up actually killing your dreams instead. Okay. That's fucking cool. Mm Mm-hmm. I 100% am with him on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think drug commercials take up over 75% of the market for commercials. Do you know that? I didn't know that, but I believe it. That's crazy. And it's it like what gets me is you always listen to the side effects. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what? I'd rather like, no, <laughs> I would rather like deal with whatever this may it cause is. depression or make it, make you commit suicide. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. That's the double edged sword with antidepressants. But yeah. like, then you'll like listen to like other things and it's like may cause stomach ulcers. It's like, what? Why would I mm-hmm. do that? Or like may cause like, you know, dizziness, Um, you know, lightheadedness while standing, blah, 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 blah. It's like, what are we doing? Like. But then you see the people in the commercial and they're all like running through the cornfields and they're, you know, swinging their child around all happy, go lucky, mm-hmm. swimming in the pool, cooking hot dogs. 
it's like it's just bullshit but um like 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 we said i think the the message in the song is really cool and really something like we get behind but the song itself is just not a it's just not a thing just yeah that doesn't uh i don't know it doesn't doesn't hit you know what i mean like well let me I put it like, let me yeah go ahead sorry i i you're good i i feel like last night on earth was would have been is like good for like that slow song mm-hmm. and it's like midway through the album almost like you don't have to give us another fucking you know ballad song here right in the fucking again it just doesn't you know yeah i'm not with it what were you gonna say go ahead i just think that um for a topic like this with a band like green day you expect uh music like american idiot where it's coming at you it's hard it's fucking like a fuck you right like an anthem of fuck you but i i get the you know not every song can be like you know fuck the government the commercials and all this bullshit like it, yeah, you know, sometimes you want to just represent the sadness and the calmness of you know something that is being taken over and something mm-hmm. as far as you know the drug industry being abusing, uh, is abusing uh, people through commercials and all this shit. I, I get it, but as a valid Green Day listener and someone who really only listens to Green Day's like heavier stuff, uh, when I think of like anti-government, which is what this is representing, I think of like heavy music of like nodding my head going yeah fuck them not kind of like sitting there being like yeah let me let me do this but i get it both ways i think that's this is is a really cool thing and um yeah it is it is crazy man and and i actually just found out which makes sense too about how all these like drugs that they try they're just like in a lab making these drugs right to figure out whatever the drugs that fail they end up just selling as other drugs. So if you yeah. were on a drug, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's oh, yeah. obvious, right? It's one of the, but you don't think about it. It's one of those it, things that like people don't it, think about too often where you're like, okay, this pill right here, we are going to try and make a pill for depression. And then after it goes through the trials and clinics, it ends up not helping depression, but it ends up helping with inflammation. So they start selling it as like a knockoff Tylenol at Walmart. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. Anything to make a buck, man. Yeah. And and you can't you can't sue them anymore. Mm-mm. No. Um you know, it, it's just crazy like um the trust that people put in big pharma is just like mind-blowing to me. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. these people do nothing but lie and constantly sell shit that kills people and you know, they get caught time and time again and they have to pay penalties, but the penalties don't equal what they made like mm-hmm. for example viox i don't know if you ever heard of viox um no. viox was a little before our time it was like the mid 2000s um people were taking i think it was an anti-inflammatory or something uh but it was given painkiller yeah it was it was like giving people like strokes and killing people it killed like 60,000 people um oh my god oh my god but they got bagged because they knew it would do that. And they were like, it, and in emails sent throughout the company, they were like, this is going to do some damage to people, but we'll do very well. Wow. Yeah. They made $12 billion. They got fined five or seven. So they ended up still <laughs> Sorry. making, oh, you know, five to $7 billion. Wow. Insanity. 
insanity that the, these people are the people that are selling you all these drugs and shit. And who, why, why wouldn't people believe it? You know? Yeah. It's just like, you know, you think like, oh, these people are doing like great work and they're making these amazing drugs that are helping people. And it's like, are they though? <laughs> like, are they really? Or are they just trying to line their own pocket? That's crazy. So, yeah. You just gotta, you know, really be careful with what you're taking and stuff. Like, that's why I switched my antidepressants to, from, um, Zoloft to Lexapro to Wellbutrin because the SSRIs just don't work with me. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm allergic to them. They give me huge blisters on my hands and I don't like some of the other effects that it gives me. Um, but this Wellbutrin stuff's been great. No, I'm not telling you because I know you take Zoloft, right? And you love it. It works great for you. Yeah. You like you have no issues with it. So no, I'm not no. I'm not saying like, oh, don't take Zoloft. Like if it works for you and you don't have any of those issues, then take it. Well, but that's just, just a perfect example. Yeah, just be careful, like be aware of what you're taking. And like another thing it did for me was like it heightened my anxiety and like my ADHD. Mm. Where like I would be constantly like kicking my legs or like twitching or like bouncing my leg mm. all the time, and now I'm not doing that on the Wellbutrin. But it it helps like also like having some like Tori was aware of stuff that I wasn't. She was like, "Why are your legs always bouncing?" Um, but yeah, just just you know, pay attention to what you're taking and and how it's affecting you. And if you don't like something about it, then you need to talk to your doctor about it and just be, I guess, persistent or adamant that, you know, whatever it is, isn't working. Yeah. Know? I want to rekindle what you just said real quick is that having that outside person that you can trust. And I really mean trust, not somebody who's just going to be like, oh, no, man. Yeah, you seem fine. Like that person, right. whether it's your your wife, fiance, friend, mother, I don't care. That person will actually let you know that best friend will let you know, hey, dude, like. I've noticed like the last three or four weeks, like you've been killing it. Like you seem like, you know, you're not as anxious. So that is the important or ask them, you know, hey, like I've been taking this. If you if you have that person you can open to, uh, just let them know like what you're doing if you can and express, hey, like, can you just watch let me, me know the how next my food is? Let me know yeah, how this is. Or... It's very important because it was the same with me with with my wife it was the same thing. Um, I had, I didn't have to ask her. She just within like a month, she ended up being like, you seem it. I'm like, you know what? I think you're right. And so, yeah. yeah. Anyways, not to beat a dead horse. No, but... no, it's it's the truth, though. You need someone that's, you know, and who better than like my fiance and your wife? Because they're around yeah. us fucking more than me and you are like we see each other for an hour a week, two yeah. hours a week. And, you know, we get different versions of ourselves every week. Yeah. But, yeah. like, we can text, but we're not sitting there watching each other. Mm hmm You know? So, yeah, it's just something to be aware of. Um, That's a long-winded way of saying don't trust Big Pharma. But, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just be aware. That's all. Um, But we're going to move on to the next one. Uh, The next one is Horseshoes and Hand Grenades. Okie dokie. 
Okay, then. We're back. Uh, Horseshoes and Hand Grenades is the 14th track off Green Day's 2009 rock opera 21st Century Breakdown. It is the title song and first track for Act 3 of the album and was originally going to be on their canceled album, Cigarettes and Valentines, before the lyrics were edited to fit 21st Century Breakdown. The name referenced two items that are often thrown, horseshoes, which are often tossed around stakes as a backyard game. They are also seen as a symbol of good luck. On the other hand, there are hand grenades that are thrown at something that the thrower wants to be destroyed. And with a pull of a pin and a few ticks, the bomb goes off. Uh, Billy Joe said, Horseshoes and Hand Grenades is an older song that Butch Vig was really into. We all looked to him on bringing that song back, and it ended up being a lot of people's favorite song on the record. I kind of think about that song. It's almost like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Maybe it's related to like Christian in a lot of ways. And at the end of the song, it says Gloria. It's just kind of one of those songs where it's kind of fucking shit up. It's kind of like just being a nihilist, but in a short, in a sort of sexy way or something. It's kind of about declaring your independence, but getting completely fucked up at the same time. It's utter chaos. Yeah, it's just complete. It's just complete <laughs> chaos. Um, it's just really cool. Um, that cigarettes and Valentine's record, I think, would have been better than this. Um, if this was what they were, if this is what it consisted of, I feel like that would have been way better than this. Um, yeah, I just love, I, I love the vocals in it. I love the "I'm not fucking around" thing at the beginning. That's really fucking cool. And then the second verse starts. I'm gonna burn it all down. I'm gonna rip it out. It's just about tearing everything down and burning it to sh- just burning it. It's 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 cool. Fucking right, dude. Yeah, I, I definitely second everything. Um, for me, this is like brings me back to like Tony Hawk vibes, video game vibes. Um, also gives me a lot of minor threat vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, just like that retro punk man. It's yeah. just like not not screaming like hardcore and not you know, singing like pop punk, but just yelling. So yeah. punk. Um, super awesome. Super fucking great. I like the song a lot. Lyrics are fucking cool. They're catchy, man. It's a catchy Green Day song. It's it's a it's a classic punk fucking in your face, like fuck you song. Mm-hmm. You know, sing this fucking this is like the anthem for like work. Like I you can relate it to everything. Um yeah, it's man. fucking awesome. It's a badass song. So we went from something I didn't really like to something I really do like. So that's cool. Yeah. Hell yeah, I agree with everything, man. That's that's dope. So we'll move on to the next one. Yeah, we're going to get into the next song, which is going to be called The Static Age. All right, all right. I like this song. Pretty good, man. Pretty groovy. Um, gives me a little bit of the Beatles vibes too, which is kind of weird. I don't know why. Okay. Um, but nonetheless, let's get into a little bit about it. Um, allegedly, Bruce Springsteen was a major influence on Green Day's frontman and chief songwriter Billy Joe Armstrong, writing 
during the making of 21st Century Breakdown. Armstrong touched on the boss's influence when he explained the song to Q Magazine in May of 2009. He said, quote, I love old punk flyers. You see things like crucifixions of Mickey Mouse, two things that aren't supposed to be together. That's kind of what this song is about. The music is almost Springsteen-ish. Um, other things that the song artists have said about this, uh, the static age is about taking in every sort of advertisement and things that you don't need and just sort of defacing them. Because a billboard that is trying to sell you something is sort of static. I think the static is like theme throughout the whole record. Where it's like you're being uh, bombarded with the noise you already have in your head. And then having like three different televisions on and at the same time or something. The different things that are advertised to you just constant this like floodgate of useless information. And I think that I think what you're really trying to do is find a deeper truth or deeper meaning of something. Uh, that song is trying to make sense of the static and trying to declare like what you think is bullshit and what's real, you know. So, fuck cool. yeah, well, that's yeah, fucking sick. Dope. And and pretty I punk. and I yeah, I'm pretty I'm huge on the old uh, punk floasters. I have a bunch of them actually, and my old Bad Brains shirt. I actually had this poster, ironically, that we're looking at. Um, it's an old Bad Brains, uh, Bad Religion, um poster uh from march 12th uh i used to collect these i would go to amoeba in california and buy random shits but anyways enough about that the song i fuck with it i think it's pretty cool your thoughts Mm. uh i think it's decent i think it's pretty cool like you said um i felt like you know i've listened to this since you know 2009 and it's Mm -hmm. it's always been one that like leaves me being like fuck i just wish like there was more like i wish it was like more of like horseshoes and hand grenades like i wish it was like like angrier you know what i mean i feel like it's just like i'm sitting there and i feel like myself just waiting for like that that angry like drop to come in and for it to like pick up i feel like if it was like had a little more angry tone in the music then i'd be all about it um, I like the lyrics. I like the message behind it and all that. It's just the music and the the pace of it is just like not. It it's like it's decent, but it's not like what I would be like. This is so fucking sick. Like I was with horseshoes and hand grenades. Yeah, I can't hear you. Sorry, I think it tapers on that line of like crossing. To that yeah. next, you know, step of like being a little more punk rocky. Yeah, it's like a tease. It's like yeah. we're gonna uh, uh, no, we're not. Uh, 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 <laughs> nope, nope, nope. It's like fuck. It's like just do it. Like yeah, you know. But it, it's I... cool. It's a cool little song for sure. Oh yeah. So we will move along to the next one. Mm-hmm. The next one is probably the biggest hit on this record. Um. The next one is 21 Guns. Twenty One Guns, the second single of Twenty First Century Breakdown, is another power ballad that questions war and shows a narrator looking for peace. When taken on its own, 
Out of the 21st century breakdown story arc, the song's lyrics can be interpreted as anti-war. However, when applied to the story of Christian and Gloria, its meaning is far less global. Instead, they're referring to their relationship and it's on all its conflicts. Excuse me. The name 21 Guns comes from the 21 Gun Salute, the customary gun salutes that are performed by the firing of cannons or artillery, artillery as a military honor. Billy Joe told Q Magazine it brings up 21st century breakdown in a lot of ways and the 21 Gun Salute for someone that's fallen but done in an arena rock and roll sort of way. The song reached number three on Alternative Songs Chart and number 17 in the Hot Mainstream Rock tra- Tracks Art Chart. Also on the Billboard Pop Songs, it reached number seven and was also nominated for a Grammy for Best Rock Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocals and Best Rock Song in 2010. Okay, that's fucking great. Cool. Big numbers. Big numbers. That's fucking sick. Really cool. Love that. This song sucks. I hate this song. Like, I think sucks is a strong word. Shouldn't say that. Take that. Might walk that back a little bit. But fucking hell, dude. This song was shoved down my throat the entire summer of 2009. Holy shit. Like, mm-hmm. if I had to, like, God almighty. But I was like, by the time like fall came along, I was like, I'm ready for something new. Like I can't. And it's not even like that great. It's not even that great of a song like this five. There's so many better songs like that should have been where this one, like where this one is like, know your enemy was a better song than this. Um, last night on earth was, if you want a power ballad, last night on earth was a better power ballad than this. Like, Horseshoes and Hand Grenades is a better song than this. Like, this song is so ridiculously overrated, it's not even funny. Like, I I, I don't hate the song. I don't think, I, I shouldn't have said it sucks. It doesn't suck, but I'm, like, over this song. I'm so mm-hmm. over this song and how, like, overrated it is. Yeah. <laughs> You feeling all right, buddy? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Uh, you don't I mean, know who hurt me today? <laughs> yeah, who are you today, bro? Holy shit. That was epic, dude. Wow. I mean, I don't hate the song. Um, I actually really, I really enjoy the song. Um, I don't listen to it often, but it's a really good song. I really like this song. Yeah. It's, I, I, I know where you're coming from because I'm your friend. So yeah. I sit here and laugh because when he says it sucks and I know he doesn't mean it sucks, obviously, um, he just listened to it too much. And somebody who loves Green Day hearing the same song over and over and over. And it's not one of those like crazy songs. It's just uh, I, I, I feel you, man. I feel you. it's not my favorite, but it's I think probably, it's, a, it's a good song, man. It's probably like you and like all the small things where you're like this one again. Like, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, I'm trying to think of a different song because I still like, I know you like that song, but like, yeah, maybe like what's my age again? Yeah, honestly, that's a better one. I probably like, wouldn't. I'd skip that one. I'd be yeah, like, all right, dude, yeah, I'm done. I would skip this. I'd be like, I'm this again? Like, I'm good. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've been there, done that, heard this a million times. I'm all set. Like, I'm just I mean, burnt out with it. Obvious. And that's like, see, this is the thing about breaking something down, right? We can go two ways. A song this big, huge song, big, 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 big song. Like, we either I mean, dissect the fuck out of it, right? Or we're like sitting here like, you know what the song is. You know what you got. Everyone and their mothers heard this song. This is my fucking opinion, all right? 
Bro, you want to know how big this song is on this record? How big? The closest one to it is, this is on Spotify. The closest one to it is Know Your Enemy with 93,894,953 streams. Are you ready for this one? Sure. This song has 501,814,560 streams. So it is almost 500 million more streams than the next biggest song. That's crazy. That's how huge the song was. And that that's just like, I, I just can't. I don't know. I just was like. That's you crazy. Know, <laughs> I just, it's all I heard. It's all that was in my face. And it was like, I was still kind of like at that age. I was like nine. 18 19 where like green day was my thing and like anyone else that like just found green day because of this was like a poser and that was the wrong way to be but uh admittedly that was wrong but at the time i was very angry i was like you don't even know green day stop singing that song (laughs) like (laughs) that's my band not yours like yeah um but yeah i just got so burnt out and sick of the song that i i just i grew to like resent it hmm. um, it happens it happens it's You're not good. not again it's a good song like it it you know brought green day back uh from american idiot like it was something that was like okay that's the next step and yeah i think i was just like uh, also over that um socio-political bullshit that they were doing and the yeah. concept record, like, I was like, okay, American Idiot was cool. That was sick. St. Jimmy was dope. Like, that whole thing was sick. Why are we doing it again? Like, mm. you did it. It worked. Why are you trying to do it again? Just, like, don't do that. But that's just my opinion. I'm I'm just good with the con- – I, I don't really like concept records. I'm with you, man. No, that that's all valid points, honestly. So, yeah. And I, I, and I understand why, like, you are like, yeah, I love it. Like, I like it. Like, it's dope. Because you also you are also like I don't listen to it all the time. I didn't have it shoved down my throat all yeah, the time. <laughs> like that was my preemptance with that. I was like, listen, yeah. I, you know, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> don't come to the computer and kill me, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but uh, all right, we'll move on from this one. Right. Second to last track on this album uh, is going to be American Eulogy, Mass Hysteria slash Modern World. All right, pretty good song here. Um, yeah. America, American Eulogy is made up of two songs: "Mass Hysteria," "Modern World," vocalist and chief songwriter Billy Joe Armstrong explained to Q Magazine back in May 20, 2009. It swirls all the information that's going on in the record around in an emotional blender. At the end, it's going to sound like a wall of TV screens. It's sensory overload. It's important to note that the song ends in a maelstrom of static. Green Day was recording for this two-part song on election night in November 2008 when Barack Obama was elected POTUS. Drummer Trey Cool recalled the Q magazine back in May 2009, saying it was pretty intense. We were running and, and telling Butch, Vidge, um, yeah, we got to get another. St- we got to go. We got another state. Cool. Added that song in title is kind of you know fitting, especially if Obama would have lost. We'd be busy trying to start a revolution if McCain had won. Uh Fucking, at first, I'll be honest, I was like, oh, it's cool, it's another Green Day song, and then as it, the song keeps going, it just gets better and better and better. Um, 
I like this song. Another good song, dude. I'm I'm liking this this last half here. Um, but your thoughts? Go ahead. I, I dig it. I think it's a good one. Um, nice. I think it's like that, like that American Idiot style. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's really like it sounds like a B side off of American Idiot. Um, it's really cool. Um, I like that. Like when they do. I think they struck gold with that with American Idiot, where they like mashed a bunch of songs together into one. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that was a really, and it was like with American Idiot. What I think they missed with this one, which I think they nailed with the concept record of American Idiot, is that every song went with the previous one. Yes, you know what I mean. Like it, yeah. that's why it could become like a, a Broadway show, is because like. It literally told a story from start to finish. Yeah, it was chapters. This, yeah, this is like we're here, and now we're over there, and then we're telling this <laughs> thing, and now we're over this way. But this yeah. one has nothing to do with that, and then this one does. But it kind of does because we kind of twisted it into this, and it's like, wh- what are we? Why are we thinking so much? It's like they yeah. overthought this one, and this this song doesn't feel like they overthought it. It just feels like they like. We're just like, this is what worked with American Idiot. Let's do it with this one. And I love the 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 whole concept behind it with like the static and everything. And I love the way the song ends. Like the last like minute when Mike Durant sings. Mm, yeah, that's killer. Yeah, that his vocals are fucking dope. Like they're super punk. Like he's got Fuck like yeah, they that, are. that crazy like they're not great. Like Billy's vocals are sick and like unbelievable, but Mike's just have like that gritty punk feel to them, like yeah. almost some like black flag type yeah. feel to them. Um, and then I just like, you know, how it, it slowly fades out and starts like fading into static, which he talked about. Um, mm-hmm. so it's, it's just a cool song and it's really good. It's like, yeah. So two out of four, I liked nice. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, so if you're good, I'm good. If there's any anything else you want to talk about with this one. No, I'm good. Okay. We'll get into the next one then. Yeah. All right. The next one is See the Light. All righty. So See the Light is the closing track to 21st Century Breakdown. See the Light sees the narrator of this dramatic punk opera looking back on their experiences of rebellion and internal strife. At this climax, the narrator wants nothing more than some guidance and consolation, a direct path to go down after being aimless and disillusioned for so many years. After the pessimism of the pentelement, I don't know that word, track of the album, American Eulogy, this track ends the album on a more hopeful and positive note, that maybe those going through a lack of passion and motivation in the modern world can eventually find some peace and ease. So this is, I don't hate this song. I don't love this song. I think it's cool the way that they kind of tied everything together at the end where it's like the same song, basically with different lyrics as Mm. song of the century or 21st century breakdown. I thought that was really cool how it like started the exact same as the other one. Um, But again, it just bugs me that like 
there's just no like structure to it. It's just like we're all over the place, and now we're just this is how we ended it, the same way we started it. Um, but you know, it's a it's a cool little song. Um, you know, I like the second verse. Well, I've been wasted pills and alcohol, and I've been chasing down the pool halls. Then I drank the water from a hurricane. And I set a fire just to see the flame. Like, I thought that was a cool little lyric. Um, hmm. But, yeah, it's a decent little song. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head, dude. Honestly, I feel like it's funny. Like, no bullshit, not even just to end it. Like, I feel the same as far as, like, I didn't love it. Didn't hate it. Would I listen to it? Probably not. If it yeah. came on and I didn't have control, I'd listen to it and I'd nod my head. It's pretty good. It's good, man. It's just not... I don't know. It's very, obviously, it's super theatrical. You can feel, I think they did a really good job, you know, instrumentally, yeah. theatrically. They did a very good job representing this is the end. This is the finale. This is like, this is that. You can hear it in the fading and just the way that the build up. It's good. It's a good song, but uh, it's not going to be on my favorites or my liked uh, listens. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, me either. So, yeah, um, we did it. Yay! 18 songs. We did it. Uh, that was 21st Century Breakdown. Um, so come at me with all the hate on 21 Guns. That's fine. Yeah, yeah get them. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, overall, uh, what do you think? What would you give this one out of 10? I I'd give it a 6.5. Okay. All right. It's 6.5. Um, Not bad. Yeah, I won't listen to this album. Put it that way, but yeah, yeah, breaking I, uh, it down, I'll give it that. Yeah, yeah, I give it a six. Yeah, see, because you know, just how, I think how much I, I think before hang on, I think before we did this episode, like the whole three episodes to make one for this breakdown, I think you would have gave it like a two. I think you've come up. Maybe, yeah, I think I liked. <laughs> uh, well, because six, uh, I liked a third of this record which makes yeah. sense um so yeah i i like the third of this record um yeah. but i'm also a little biased um yeah, i know but is this something that like i'm gonna be like oh my god i gotta listen to 20 no no this is not one of those go-to green day records i think everyone before this and pretty much everyone after this i'm like down to listen to it front to back this is like the yeah. only one that I'll really like skip stuff. Fair um, enough, man. Honesty but, is key. But yeah. So um if you don't have anything else, I guess we'll just wrap this thing up. Uh yeah, I'm pretty good, man. I'm uh Okay. Gravy baby. Excited to talk about New Hampshire in episode one thirty two. Because nice. yeah, like one thirty one, you won't you know, it, we're we're going back and forth here a bit but yeah you're gonna figure it out yeah you'll see next week so we will see you next week with uh, a pretty cool interview yeah dude so alright kids we'll talk to you later then alright now y'all have a great night oh I don't know where that came from <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye.